The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. God bless you for tuning in. Hello. This is Christina Sasso of Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God Ministries International, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We are in the month of June already. Glory to God, things are going so fast. It's been a long time, huh? I'm beginning to kind of remove myself so that when the time comes, I have somebody who's going to take over this radio broadcast and even the leadership in the ministry. So I'm mentoring a lot of people, and you're hearing from Josh, you're hearing from Paula, you have heard from Drew, and you'll be hearing more from many of them. I'm preparing others to take over the prophetic voice of our time. When God says it's time, then there is somebody. And if, uh, and if uh, there is no somebody, and and this program have already finished its course, then we're going to stop airing this program. We have to be led by the Holy Spirit all the time. And I, for one, I wanted to waste anybody's time. And I don't want anybody wasting my time. I want my time to be productive. And um, so I'm mentoring and I'm training people, including those that are overseas, to lead the way for them to be empowered to have an encounter with God because when you have an encounter with God then people of God will be blessed and he gets the glory okay all right so I'm going to take advantage of this time and opportunity to skin you alive and at the same time to encourage you okay and I just wanted to uh, to address uh, some of you Audrey uh, God bless you. I have been praying for you. And uh, for the, the past few days, uh, God told me this. This is a prophecy for you. Prepare to receive a prophet's reward. Okay? So hopefully I'll be able to meet you personally someday. But thank you for supporting this ministry and praying for this ministry. So your prophet's reward is on its way. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise God. Same thing with you, Mac. You are on the right track. Prophet's reward going your way, and it will pursue you. So we're going to see, uh, to see each other again, especially uh, this summer. Uh, we're going to have uh, an encounter with God and empowerment. And uh, I'm going to call you to be here in San Antonio to join the group for that uh, particular encounter with God training, okay? As long as you remain hungry, you will experience God's encounter as if it's the first time. Because it's not your first time, but it's going to be first time. So praise God. And for you, Roxanne, Rachel, Anthony, and Anita, God's reward. Don't give up. Continue to move forward because God is on the move. Javier, same thing with you. Gail, same thing with you, praise God. And Richard, same thing with you. And for all of you that had been quietly and silently praying for me and had been supporting this uh, radio broadcast for a long, long time, okay? 
I may not know you, I may not have mentioned you by name, but God knows your name. So in the name of Jesus, and thus saith the Lord, prophet's reward is on its way. Amen? Prophecies have been manifesting every day. It is important for us to focus on what God is doing and not what our enemies are doing or what, whatever bad things are happening. We always pray to God and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to address this? What is my part on this? Always ask the Holy Spirit, and when it comes to, to the perfect will of God, He will not waste any time. He's going to tell you, okay? And we must always remember that we belong and we serve an Almighty God, and we are adopted into the family of God through and in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The important issues that we need to decide that I've been hammering and God has been calling to our attention is we need to take responsibility. Everything that is happening on us, it always concerns the issues of the heart, our heart, and our mindset. Whether we are renewing our mind to have the mind of Christ or we're focusing on the past or on the negative things. We need to keep in mind that as a believer, as a born-again believer, we have to obey God. We have to have faith in Him, trust Him, and we have to have a love for His people. And once we take responsibility instead of finding somebody else or pointing a finger to somebody, let us focus on what the Holy Spirit or what the Word of God is saying to us. We need to take responsibility don't have a finger-pointing ministry and don't think that, uh, that you have a, a correction ministry and said, no, you focus on Jesus. You take responsibility. And, and once your heart is pure before God, He is the one who's going to call you forth. God knows everything and He knows the issues of our heart. If He can trust us or we can ask God, how come our promises and what we believe in, what we strive for, are not manifesting? He's going to let you know, okay? Once you stop pointing at each other or blaming somebody else and just take responsibility, let them take the responsibilities or bear the consequences of, of their action. But as far as you're concerned, as far as I'm concerned, we need to focus on our own, okay? We need to stay in our lane. Okay, we are chosen and appointed by God to be kings and priests, to be a leader. So we need to guard our hearts because out of it flows the issues of life. And we need to renew our mind all the time. Okay, there are repercussions for sins. And what we do or don't do affect others. As a member and as a leader in the body of Christ, it affects nations. It is global. Your calling my calling, they're global, okay? Together, we will emerge as a glorious and influential church. I am talking about being in the kingdom of our God and not in the kingdoms of this world. Example, King David, one day he's supposed to go to war with his army. He, he decided to, to stay at home. And after he took his nap, he went to the roof and lo and behold, he saw Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah the Hittite, taking a bath. Don't blame the woman, okay? I've heard so many 
people and said, why, why, why was he taking a bath like that? And I said, in those times, there were no roof in houses. And since uh, David was in the palace, his palace is on the highest point. So you can, you can see everything that is going on in his kingdom that is close in Jerusalem. So do not blame, do not blame the woman, okay? And he took Bathsheba and he got her pregnant and tried to hide it, but, but did not succeed because uh, Uriah, the husband, the Hittite, was so loyal and so righteous. So he did not sleep with, with his wife while the nation of Israel are in war. And what did David did? He covered the other sin, and he got Uriah murdered. Afterwards, he took Bathsheba as one of his wives. The repercussions as a leader, as a king. The Lord confronted David through prophet Nathan. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 7, I'm going to read from New Living Translation. Then Nathan said to David, You are that man. The Lord, the God of Israel, says, I anointed you king of Israel and saved you from the power of Saul. I gave you your master's house and his wives and the kingdoms of Israel and Judah. And if that had not been enough, I would have given you much, much more. That's the kind of God that we serve and whom we belong, all right? Why then have you despised the word of the Lord and done this horrible deed? When you and I sin against God, and we use our influence to hurt others, just like Bathsheba. She didn't have any choice. She was taken to the palace upon the order of a king. She didn't have any choice. And then, of course, when, when, when her husband died, could you imagine how awful she must have felt? So when we are being cruel to others, when we mistreat others, when we have wronged others, the Lord, as a leader especially, the Lord took it as you, you despise his word, you despise him. Because after everything that he has done to you, you use your influence or your place of authority to wrong other people, to wrong his people. Let us continue. Why then have you despised the word of the Lord and done this horrible deed? For you have murdered Uriah the Hittite with the sword of the Ammonites and stolen his wife. From this time on, this is the repercussion. It did not just affect uh, David. It affect the entire nation. It affect his entire family. Okay? So let us think very carefully. Verse 10, from this time on, your family will live by the sword because you have despised me by taking Uriah's wife to be your own. This is what the Lord says. This is verse 11. This is what the Lord says. Because of what you have done, I will cause your own household to rebel against you. I will give your wives to another man before your very eyes and he will go to bed with them in public view. You did it secretly, but I will make this happen to you openly in the sight of all Israel. That's the repercussion of David's sin. Verse 13, 
Then David confessed to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, Yes, but the Lord has forgiven you and you won't die for this sin. Okay? David did not die for that sin, but the repercussions cannot be taken back because we serve, I want you to remember this, we serve a holy and a just God. God has to render justice on Uriah and Bathsheba. Okay? Because God does not play favorites. Keep that in mind. Nevertheless, because you have sown contempt for the word of the Lord by doing this, your child will die. All of the repercussions of David's sin came to pass. God forgave him. I want you to understand this. God forgave him. But you and I must understand we cannot continue on sinning. We cannot continue on doing wrong to others or, or hurting others. Because we must understand that our God is a holy God. He is a just God. He had to bring justice, just like I said, on what happened to Uriah and also Bathsheba. David was not a perfect man, but he's a man or a king after God's own heart. He knew the heart of God. He was grateful that God chosen him to be king, that he danced before the Lord in spite of what his wife said, that he, uh, he embarrassed himself because he said, God had chosen me to be king. When he was confronted by his sins, he repented and he took responsibility. He fasted and prayed for his child with Bathsheba to live. But when the child died, he went to pray and praise God. Remember, the prophecy of the Lord is, because you have done this, your child will not live. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 15 and 16, After Nathan returned to his home, the Lord sent a deadly illness to the child of David and Uriah's wife. David begged God to spare the child. He went without food and lay all night on the bare ground. And we know on the seventh day, the child died. So down on verse 20 and 21. Then David got up from the ground, washed himself, put on lotions, and changed his clothes. He went to the tabernacle and worshipped the Lord. After that, he returned to the palace and was served food and ate. His advisors were amazed. We don't understand you, they told him. While the child was still living, you wept and refused to eat. But now that the child is dead, you have stopped your mourning and are eating again. David replied, I fasted and wept while the child was alive, for I said, Perhaps the Lord will be gracious to me and let the child live. But why should I fast when he's dead? Can I bring him back? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him one day, but he cannot return to me. Then David comforted Bathsheba his wife and slept with her. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son, and David named him Solomon. The Lord loved the child and sent word through Nathan the prophet that they should name him Jedidiah, which means beloved of the Lord, as the Lord had commanded. And at the same time, because of this sin, the line of succession on the throne was broken. Instead of Namoth, the, the eldest child, took the throne, no. Because the prophecy came to pass. The firstborn son, who was supposed to succeed David on his throne, raped his half-sister, Tamar, who is a sister of Absalom. 
So after two years, Absalom killed the brother. Okay? And from then on, it's just like death and rebellion and violence never left, never left David's family. It is a repercussion of his sin. So consider your ways. Do not continue on sinning because God is going to forgive you anyway because he's a merciful God. You will be restored back and when you die, you go to heaven. But you're going to see and experience and witness the repercussions of that sin or sins. So I want you, I want you to consider that very carefully. Amen? Okay. So David was not a perfect man, but he knew God's heart. He must have spent so much time with the Lord while attending his father's uh, sheep. Because you read the book of Psalm. He is amazed on God and he knew God, right? He acknowledged also that God can anoint somebody else or anybody, even one of his brothers, but God chose him. And with that, he was grateful. That's an issue of the heart. We need to be thankful and grateful and not just to see the bad things that are happening to us, but let us look at the opportunities and we need to be grateful that God has given us chance after chance and opportunities after opportunities. And when confronted, David did not blame anybody, but he took responsibility. This is what is needed in the body of Christ. Take responsibility, and if you sin, repent, receive your forgiveness, and move on. But don't, don't you ever, ever think that you'll be restored back as if, as if nothing happened. If your sins affected others, including your own family, you will be restored in the kingdom, but not in your position. Okay? You will lose or miss many opportunities. So let us finish the course, move on forward, and don't compare yourself to others. Allow the Holy Spirit to reveal Jesus in you and who you are in Him. Okay? Let us put God first and foremost. He is a perfect God. And he is faithful that he will finish what he has started in our life. Okay. The other thing that I need to, uh, to address is the transfer of influence. The transfer of wealth is already happening and manifesting in an accelerated manner. Because God has put many nations of the world into derision. And we know that nation or nations does not mean just a country. It can be a big company, it can be the arts and entertainment, it can be the uh, science and technology, those are nations. The automobile industry, social media, news media, those are all nations. So what is happening all around us? Um, an example, Bud Light, for example. You all know what is happening. The beer company, right? We all know about it. I believe and I know that God put them in derision. They did not become a multi-million or a billion dollar company because they're not smart. They are. If, if they were not put in derision, they would have thought or recognized who their customers are. I want you to hear this very carefully. Majority of their customers are who? Comprise majority of men, white men, Hispanics, blacks, and majority, if not all of them, they're macho men. 
Majority of them are working men, right? They drink beer or they gather together to drink beer to relax after a day's work or a week's work or to meet with friends and can be themselves. After several beers, some of them will get drunk, some will get rowdy, some will be obnoxiously opinionated, okay? And some of them will continue to party, okay? But majority of them, they don't care to be politically correct at that time. I don't believe that majority of those drinkers, after what Bad Light did in supporting the LGBTQ, not a single beer drinker who say, oh, I'm going to start drinking Bud Light more because they support LGBTQ and they are politically correct because they are inclusive. So I'm going to start drinking their beer. Are you nuts? Those who gather amongst friends and drink lots of beer, they are opinionated. They can be themselves or their true self will come out on some of them. They're, they're not concerned about, uh, about any of those. They want to forget the political correctness, the divisiveness, the, the chaos in what is happening in the country. They will not care. Leave them alone and do not lecture them about being inclusive, especially when they have too many beer already, or else it's going to be a suicide. You might as well close your business. So they go drink beer to relax, get together, have good time, and discuss whatever they want to discuss from amongst friends. They are free. Okay. So we can conclude that this particular beer company was in derision, or else it was a suicide on their part to do that. What have they been thinking? And this is what's happening now. Unbeknownst to us, if we focus on God, a lot of the wicked people and wicked companies, they are into confusion right now. They don't know what to do because they felt sure that they can get away with a lot of their crimes and they did not even pretend to hide, to hide them. And now they're being exposed to the light. And next is Target and many more. Okay? So I just wanted to remind you, um, let us focus on God and let us continue to be engaged. Let us, let us apply and obey the instruction contained in those prophecies. This country is turning around. The transfer of influence is manifesting in an accelerated manner. Okay? So don't focus on the bad news, but be encouraged. Encourage yourself. This is a period of time of supernatural miraculous healings, miraculous deliverance, a transfer of wealth in a global manner. You need to get ready for it, okay? Because if you're faithful in little, you will be faithful in much, according to Jesus' principle. That's the principles in the kingdom of God. This is in Luke chapter 16, verse 10 to 12. He who is faithful in little will be faithful in much. And if you can handle worldly riches, you will be able to handle the true riches. And if you cannot take care of somebody else's property, who's going to give you a property of your own? That is Luke chapter 16, verses 10 through 12. And so we need to focus on God. I always remind the body of Christ, I always remind you, let us obey Him. Let us take responsibility and allow the Holy Spirit 
to, to examine the issues of our heart and make the necessary correction. We will not have any time. And you and I would, don't want to have any regrets when this country turn around and we'll be one of those wicked ones who will say, what happened? When did this start that we know? The sons of Issachar are smart people. They knew the time that they're in and they knew what to do. And we are led by the Holy Spirit. We will know what to do. God bless you for tuning in. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I.org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023.